Hi, it's Dave. There's a lot of people who are looking for quick gains in investing in the stock market. And there's a lot of noise as well. A lot of people are pitching different stocks that will get, do a quick double or a quick triple. And a lot of people are left confused. In this video, I want to focus on what I think is probably the most important criteria, and that's innovation. In a world of investing that's filled with noise, we need to find the true signal, and that's going to give us an advantage to find the big winners in investing. It seems so simple. Invest in innovation, right? Invest in the most innovative companies and your investments will do quite well. I think one of the reasons why most people don't follow that type of investment philosophy is because I think innovation sometimes can be difficult to really understand and innovation can be difficult to really identify, right, in certain companies. Now, I think innovation is necessary, though, because it, it becomes a sort of superpower in a hyper-competitive, kind of cruel and ruthless world out there. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of companies vying for every industry out there. And especially the bigger the industry is, the more competitive it becomes. And so in order to really be successful as a company and grow not just to millions, but billions, and if not greater market cap value, you need kind of an edge in innovation. Here's a standard deviation chart that I like to look at. And in the first standard deviation, you have about 68% right, of cases fall into that first standard deviation. If you go into the second standard deviation, you add about 27% more. Now, the reason why I like to look at this is because outside of the second standard deviation, let's say in terms of innovative companies. You have about a 2.1% of companies that are up outside of the second standard deviation. And then you have a 0.1% of companies that are outside the, the third standard deviation. And these are the companies that I'm most interested in investing in. If you can find right the 0.1% of the top most innovative companies that fall, let's say, outside of right the third standard deviation, these are true outliers. And in my opinion, these are the potential big, big winners right in, in investing. Um, yeah, I think the biggest winners are often found right in this top, top 0.1% of the most innovative companies. And the question is, how do you find right such innovative companies? in the 0.1%. I think first off, you've got to be looking for innovation. You've got to be looking for that 0.1%. I think a lot of people, they just don't have those type of standards. They're just willing to invest in anything and anything that comes their way that can make them a quick buck. All right, I want to share some more thoughts. First, I like to invest in companies that can out-innovate everyone else. And I think this is an important point because with innovation, it's, you're not in a box by yourself, right? There are hundreds and thousands of companies that you're innovating against or you know, competing with and it really depends on which company is innovating fastest and I want to invest in a company that's out innovating any other company in this industry right and by a significant margin second is I want to invest in innovation that I can understand I think a lot of people right they are drawn to shiny objects right and some tech a biotech this or this technology but they don't really completely understand what's going on or they're not in the industry themselves personally for me I think the greatest and highest margin of safety lies in industries that I can fully understand and I can fully track that I have some type of innate interest in, right, to follow. And so this is really important for me. Number three, I like to invest in innovation that can be defended, right? I think one of the best ways to defend innovation is to innovate quickly. And a lot of companies, I think they're just innovating too slowly. Oftentimes they do minute kind of um, 
quick, slight improvements on their products rather than really revolutionary changes over time. Another way to, I think, defend innovation is to broaden the scope of your innovation. Rather than innovate just on one tiny product or one product sector, you create some type of ecosystem where it's a combination of several, if not dozens, of different types of products and services where each line of products or services has its own innovation. A lot of the companies and the biggest companies of the world today have earned their market cap through this type of innovation. They've innovated on ecosystems, on platforms, right? And they're using network effects where each innovation on each new platform is getting more buy-in and more value for the entire network. Number four is avoid the innovation hype train. Now, there's probably not going to be more hype than in the innovation world because you have companies and new companies that are trying to raise money. They're trying to survive as a company and their whole pitch is always, we're the most innovative, the most revolutionary company. Look at our technology. Look at our, you know, breakthrough products. And you will see this hype everywhere you go. And I've come across dozens and dozens of these companies and people have contacted me and sent me, you know, tips and leads over the years. Like I've been in this game for a while and I remember Remember, um, even back in 2013 or so, like people were, you know, emailing me a few of these shiny object companies, right? People, companies who had these great, this great potential, and it was a lot of hype and a lot of um, kind of shallow hype, right? They didn't really have real products. They didn't really have real fans for their products, right? And it was all built on promises and claims. Number five is. Invest in innovation that results in products that people love, right? I think a lot of times um, this is underrated, where people look at technologies and innovation by itself rather than inclusive and part of a product, right? Innovation doesn't mean anything unless it improves a product. It gives value to the end customer that's willing to pay for it. And that's where I like to invest in innovation that really ends up right, in products that people really love. And again, I think probably the strongest types of innovation are not just singular type of narrow products, but products that develop into broader, broader ecosystems, broader and broader platforms, right, of services and products. And there's innovation in every aspect of that. And that really gives a strong competitive advantage. All right, I want to close these thoughts with an example. Um, several years ago, back in 2014, I invested in a seed fund through um, a company that invested into Boosted Boards. Now, Boosted Boards was a company based out of the Bay Area, and they had um, created an electric longboard, um, and it was very innovative at that time. It had, you know, great motors and it, it, it rode, you know, seamlessly and it, it had a, a early following, especially in the Bay Area. And I looked at that, my initial kind of reaction and the reason why I invested, it wasn't a huge sum, but it wasn't, you know, a tiny bit. It was one of those um, funds where I, I invest in a fund that invested into Boosted Boards. And so I, I thought it was a great industry, right? I thought it was like, hey, this is a mo uh, electric mobility, right? I thought they could quickly go into scooters. I thought they could quickly you know, develop new forms of, um, of, of transportation. And I invested a bit and I was disappointed because a few reasons. First is their pace of innovation was just so slow. They never really got the, the, the speed going where they can really iterate and improve on their products and, and create new products. It took them like several years and they just got stuck on this long board. They never really got into other product lines. And um, I think um, the failure of boosted boards really kind of taught me a lesson. Even though you could have actually 
people who love your product. And boosted boards had people who love their product. You can fail in innovation when you don't innovate quickly enough and you get sucked in into just a small portion or small angle of innovation and you don't have ambitious plans to really innovate across a platform across an ecosystem and across multiple products right i think that's the difference between let's say boosted boards versus a company like tesla where it's a combination right of dozens and dozens of different efforts and endeavors where they're innovating on batteries on supercharging on on vehicles on semi trucks on you know cyber trucks and new forms of um of, in, of transportation and all of this stuff um, creates e ecosystem. It creates a platform that is being leveraged for new products. Anyways, um, I want to kind of close on those thoughts, and these are just my own personal um, uh, thoughts on innovation. All right. Lastly, I want to share. Um, this week, I'm coming to you from the Grand Canyon. I'm spending an entire week here um, off-grid RV camping. And back here, you see this is the campgrounds that I'm I'm at, uh, Mather Campground in in Grand Canyon. I'll give you guys a, a look this campground. And um, if you see, there's a yeah, there's an RV kind of in the background way out there. That's our RV, um, and it's a quite an adventure. We're starting a, a three month kind of summer journey, um, hitting up a bunch of national parks, and um, we're doing mostly off-grid camping, and I have two young kids, and it's a it's a tremendous a tremendous feat and challenge. But um, I really want to gift my kids with with nature and the awe and wonder of nature. Anyways, um, I hope to see you guys in my next video, and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.